0: You're listening to the college football coast-to-coast show. Here are your hosts, Jacob and Tyler. The following is a presentation of the Belly Sports Media Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to college football coast-to-coast. It is week six, the preview of the college football season here in 2023. Uh, Halfway point of the season here and uh, halfway through the season and a lot has happened and a lot more is yet to happen and we will talk about it right here, right now. Opening with the AP top 10 and top 25 risers and fallers. Uh, In the top 10, not much movement there. 10 has really been, the top 10 has stayed where it is for the most part. So we'll leave it as is there. You can see it on the screen there for the live show. Uh, and if not, you guys can go and look at it. Nothing's really changed. Um, You can take our word for it on that one. So moving into the risers and fallers. Tyler, I'll let you take your faller first, man. And we'll, uh, we'll go right into it here as we get ready for this week six slate.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going to give it to my team, Uh, give it to the LSU Tigers. Uh, Very embarrassing performance, especially on one side of the football. On the defensive side, lost 55-49. to You would think that many times that you would be scoring 49 points, especially on the road in the SEC, uh, that you would win by double digits, but that wasn't the case. On Saturday night, as LSU was a team, if you remember the preseason, this was a top five team. Uh, They lost to Florida State. They were still hovering around number. They went all the way down to number fourteen, got a couple of wins against Mississippi State, Grambling, uh, and then they in Arkansas too. And they hovered around number twelve and number thirteen, and then they fell ten spots to number twenty three. And honestly, I don't think they're even deserving of that number twenty three. I think uh, there's some teams, you know, Maryland. Is definitely one of those teams, that, you know, they're five and zero. They take care of business uh, today against Ohio State. I could definitely see them vaulted up. Uh, but there's definitely other teams uh, that are undefeated uh, and that are four and one. Uh, but I just think that LSU is right there at twenty three, just because uh, that they wanted to have a top twenty five matchup uh, against Missouri. Uh, but yeah, definitely not the season that I really had in mind uh, for LSU. I thought that this would be at least a ten and two team. Uh, you know, it could definitely happen. They but they would have to take care of Alabama. Uh, in Texas A&M at the end of the season, and that is definitely looking challenging. Uh, So, I think LSU's offense is definitely one of the best in the country, but, man, that defense is downright terrible. So, LSU is my followers, uh, especially falling 10 spots uh, in this week's AP poll.
0: Yeah, 10 spots is a lot, um, you know, for an LSU team that had a really bright future ahead of them uh, in this offseason, this past offseason. So, uh, yeah, 10 spots is a long ways to fall down all the way to 23. For me, I'm going to go to the number 10 team or what was the number 10 team in the country uh, this past week. And that is the Utah Utes and their abysmal loss on the road at Oregon State. Uh, You know, don't count Oregon State out. They are a quality football team, a very good football team. And they made Utah look silly uh, this past weekend. So, yeah, you know, it's one of those where I I was kind of, I knew it was a trap game. and, and, And this is one of those where, you know Cam Rising's not healthy. You're playing backup quarterback in this situation like you looks like they are the whole season. So in this situation you lose 20 to 21 to 7. But it's a lot worse than that. I mean, your touchdown at the end of the game was a pity touchdown. Let's be real. I you know, you scored a touchdown with 6 minutes left in the game. While Oregon State basically ran ran the show on you uh all night. So um Oregon State, very good football team. As far as Utah, they fall uh, eight spots all the way to 18. I mean, that's uh, that's a big hit for them, and you can count them out of the Pac-12 at this point uh, at the rate things are going. If they're 4-1 and now and, you know, at this point in the season, with the teams that are ahead of them, USC, uh, you know, Oregon State, and now – Oregon, who's really quality football team, they're on the outside looking in, you know, and that's that's not good for a Utah team that we've seen repeatedly be back in the Pac-12 championship, uh, and it looks like they could not be a part of it in the last stint of the Pac-12. Um,
1: who's your riser, Tyler? I'm going to stay in the Pac-12. I'm actually going to stay actually in that game. I'm going to go for Oregon State's Beavers. Uh, if you've been a fan on this show, Jacob and I were very high. Really been high on Oregon State uh, since last year, uh, you know, especially now with DJU. I think that DJU is looking very good. Uh, that offense is just rolling all cylinders. I think that defense is definitely a very good compliment. And like you mentioned, you know, the Pac-12 is very loaded. You have Washington and USC at the top. You know, Washington survived a road test against Arizona. Now Arizona has to face off against USC in uh, uh, LA Coliseum today. Uh, so we'll see if USC uh, can pass that challenge. I think that we both know that their defense isn't quite capable or good enough uh, to win this conference, uh, but we'll see. You know, Oregon State with their one loss, being a Washington State, a very good Washington State team, Washington State will be tested today when they hit the road against uh, UCLA. Uh, but I'm going to give my risers uh, to Oregon State. You know, they're sitting at 4-1. and one. Sitting at that number 15 spot after that big victory against Utah, that was definitely a huge win, a big boost of confidence they needed that, especially after falling against Washington State. Look at their schedule. You know, it doesn't get much – it gets a lot tougher uh, moving forward. uh, But I think that this is a team uh, that is challenged and ready to take charge. Even with the one loss in the Pac-12, I think that this is still a team that could definitely uh, be a, a dark horse team.
0: Yeah, for me, to my riser here, uh, I'm going to stay in the Pac-12 also. Okay. I think um, this team undefeated at this point, they moved up a tremendous amount of spots. They moved eight spots in two weeks and have only played one time. So, you know, a bye week, and now you're, you're getting ready to go in a situation where you play today and it's a big game. You're on the road at UCLA. I'm going with Wazoo, Washington State that team is just an absolute dark horse team and it's, they could find themselves in the top 10. They would have the most teams uh, conference wise in the top 10. And it's one of those situations where it could be anybody's ball game at that point. They still have to play Oregon. Uh You know, they're yet to play uh, a team in UCLA that has one loss, but could be a ranked football team in they have a lot left on the schedule that they have to win games, but if they win those games, they could find themselves in the PAC 12 championship. The door is wide open in in the PAC 12. I think the most out of any conference and you can't count this team out. They uh, are a really good football team. They were ranked 21 when they played Oregon state two weeks ago and ended up beating them by three. They were playing at Washington state. They were 21 and Oregon state was 14 and they they absolutely went on and won a game that meant a lot in that in that scenario, considering Oregon State took down Utah last week. So I, I I'm very interested to see how this team turns out. They are on the up. It says they only moved up three spots, but five the week before, you know, so really eight spots. I mean, you go from twenty-one to, to thirteen pretty quickly, and and that's a huge jump for a team uh that is one of those where it's confusing to see where they're at program wise. Like, you know, like Pat McAfee talks, talked about it the other day about how, you know, that team really doesn't know if they're going to be a part of anything anymore after this year, they've been a Pac-12 team forever. Where are they going to go? You know, they're not going to the big 12 as far as we know, Uh, you know, their next stop, is a group of five school. Like really they could turn into a mountain West school uh, pretty quickly. So uh, it's a definitely a big year for them. And, and I know that for this program, they have skyrocketed over the last few years. Um, so I, we could see them move to a group of five or somebody else in the power Five pick them up. Uh, but it could be very interesting to see what Washington state's future is ahead Moving away from our risers and fallers into our games of the week, games of the week for today's games. This is a big one here. Notre Dame—they're going to go on the road to Louisville. I, I, this is a, this is a. I wish we had a siren on our show. It was just like woo 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 because like this feels like an automatic trap game uh, for Notre Dame, who struggled last week against Duke. A couple things don't go that way. If Sam Hartman doesn't get out for that huge run. This game's over. Like, I mean, Duke could could have won that game last week, and Notre Dame could be well outside of the top ten, you know, if if it went the other way. So, this game is a lot. You know, means a lot here uh, for the ACC for for Louisville. I mean, for Notre Dame, who's unranked but ostensibly is playing an ACC schedule, or not unranked, not in a conference, but you know, isn't they're playing an ACC schedule basically. So. uh, this game is big for Louisville because they've snuck into the top twenty-five now uh, as an unranked team. Before they're undefeated; they're five and zero. They're a good football team, uh, and I think they can honestly give Notre Dame a run for their money. Especially being at home, it could be interesting to see Notre Dame go on the road back back-to-back weeks and have to win some tough football games against some ranked teams. So, um, look, I'm 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 that crazy. I'm going to pick Louisville to win this game. Um, I'm going to go, let's go 33 30. Um, I I think Louisville can score the football enough on Notre Dame. Um, and what I've seen so far this season from that team, they have no problem putting the ball in the end zone. So it's going to be a tough test for Notre Dame's defense.
1: Yeah, I think they're they're going to get tested again. Uh, Louisville's offense uh, is pretty good. Scott Satterfield uh, is doing a very good job. You know, Louisville, look at their schedule. You could say that they haven't been tested. This is probably their first uh, true test. You know, Notre Dame, they've already been tested against Ohio State and then against a very solid uh, Duke team. And like you mentioned, it wasn't for that Sam Hartman uh, fourth down conversion run. Uh, you know, Notre Dame uh, would be sitting at two losses in the conversation. We probably wouldn't even be talking about this game here. Uh, in the ACC, uh, but we are. It's a top 25 matchup. Notre Dame, once again, has to go on the road to ACC school. They've had success recently. Their last loss uh, to an ACC school was back in 2017 uh, against Miami. So it's been a very long time. Uh, you know, obviously they spent uh, the 2020 COVID season uh, in the ACC, uh, but outside of that, that was their last uh, loss. Uh, but I think that this Notre Dame defense uh, is going to be able to – really handled Louisville's offense. That's really been humming on all cylinders. I just don't think that Louisville has been tested by a defense uh, of Notre Dame's. but the main key that I have for Notre Dame the past couple of weeks, they haven't been able to get their running game going. You know, Audrick Estime, he got that, uh, that big touchdown run to really seal the game for the fighting Irish against Duke uh, last week. Uh, But he's got to do it consistently for four quarters. Uh, Sam Hartman, he's been able to use his legs uh, in the past couple of weeks to really beat you. Uh, So I think that this Notre Dame team is just tested and, you know, they're coming off of a win, but it really feels like a loss for them. Uh, so I think they're going to be ready and motivated to go. I do think that Louisville is also going to be ready. That home crowd is definitely going to feed uh, into this environment. This uh, this is two teams that, hey, say if Louisville wins this one, I think that the rest of their schedule really sets up nicely for them in the ACC. And Notre Dame, if they win this one, I think that they're caught fully football playoff hopes I really depend on that USC matchup and if they win that I think that you know the rest of their schedule really sets up nicely for them so this is a very important game here Uh, ACC versus uh, the non-conference school and independent of Notre Dame Uh, but I'm going to go with the road team of Notre Dame I just feel like they are just better and talented uh, on paper so I do think that this is going to be a close game. I do think that Louisville can cover this 6.5 uh, just because it's at home. I think that their offense uh, can really play into this game. Uh, but I am going to go uh, Notre Dame winning this one 31-27 over the Cardinal.
0: Yeah, I mean, if the Birds win this game, let's think about this. If they win this game, it's they have a gauntlet coming up. Like, let's be real. Like, in two weeks, you've got to defend home turf again against Duke. Um, Duke's a one-loss team, but they might as well be an undefeated team right now. Uh, then later on in the season, you finish up with at the road on the road. I'm sorry, against a Miami team who you brought up for a second, who's 17th in the country. Like, talk about uh, out of nowhere type thing. Um, you know, Miami's four and zero right now in the season, uh, sitting at 17. That's gonna be a tough test to go on the road and beat them. Then you got to come home and play against a Kentucky team who looks really good right now so they've they've got a tough schedule here at the end of the season uh so they're you know no time to slouch over right now if uh you're louisville so i i expect them to put up a fight today in this game and and i hope uh hope they can keep it close i mean keep it interesting with notre dame that's that's what's gonna catch the committee by surprise you know and and keep them on their toes when it comes time to decide for this uh college football playoff you know Can he keep it close to Notre Dame or can he beat him? So it definitely will be a strategy game in this one. Uh, So moving away from this one, we're going to the Red River rivalry game here. The Big 12 game of the week, number 12, the Oklahoma Sooners and the number three, Texas Longhorns facing off in that old neutral site game. We see every year Texas opens as the five point favorite here. And uh, Tyler, I want to get your thoughts on this game. You know, first of all, um, it's Oklahoma's offense. Um, you know, we've seen a completely different team from last year to this season so far. Um, you know, is this game a a, a turning point for Oklahoma in a, in a boost? Or does Texas's defense step up and show that they really are the number three ranked team in the country?
1: I think that this is only going to be the first of two matchups here. I feel like this is going to be the two teams that you're also going to see in Arlington. I picked this game uh, in the preseason. Uh, I do think, you know, going back to last year's matchup, uh, it was a 49 to nothing Texas victory. I do think that this is uh, a much improved Oklahoma offense. Uh, if you've seen them, uh, they put up uh, 66 points uh, in two of their games, uh, and then they really struggled. at all. So the offense, uh, You know, in the Cincinnati game, they only scored 20. And then at the SMU game, uh, they won 20 to 11 uh, to barely cover in in that game. So it's been an up and down. uh, But I do think that their offense is going to have to play. Dylan Gabriel is pretty much going to have to play uh, flawless because this is a Texas defense that is one of the best uh, in the country. I think that a lot of people have just like put Texas to the side a little bit after their uh, Alabama victory. But I mean, they just absolutely dismantled a very good Kansas team. I know that Jalen Daniels got hurt. We saw our boy, Mr. Bean, get into the game. He <laughs> he had a phenomenal game, uh, but it was just Texas's defense just swarming him. Uh, so I think this is a big game for Texas. I feel like if they win this one, this is going to be an undefeated team. They're going to be locked in the college football playoff. Uh, I do think that this game will be a lot closer than last year. Uh, I think that Oklahoma's defense uh, – just wasn't really ready for the challenge of Quinn Ewers. I think that this year against Quinn Ewers, you know, Quinn Ewers has been playing like, like i trophy candidate. He has the guys uh, on the, on the outside with the Donnie Mitchell. And then like I mentioned, the defense is just going to be swarming. So I do think that Oklahoma will play them close, but not close enough. I think that Texas overall is just a better football team. They're going to prove it, prove it with a statement victory I think the Longhorns cover and I think it's going to be a double digit victory. I think that Texas gets into the high 30s. So give me uh the Longhorns uh, to win this one 38 to 27 against Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, I mean, this is this is a game where, you know, I go back and look throughout the season here to see kind of what's happened. I mean, Oklahoma hasn't given up more than 20 points this season. In a game, granted, they have not played a ranked football team all year. They open the season against Arkansas State. They beat the brakes off of them. Uh, you know, SMU at home again. They beat them by seventeen. Go on the road to Tulsa, and you basically uh, Tulsa was basically a bunch of tumbleweeds. And, and home, I mean, we go on the road again against Cincinnati in a game uh, that you won by two touchdowns. And come back home, and you beat. Iowa State, uh, how Iowa State scores 20 points on you, I don't know, but you beat them by 30. So this game, I don't think anybody really knows where Oklahoma's at. And I think it's more about where Texas is than where Oklahoma is at right now. Uh, you know, Texas is a really good football team, and, and it's just a situation where it, it, it's it's like uh, just the. Uh, it's just a strange match uh, it, right now in this, this season you know five is i think just a pity five because i don't think we know where we're at with both teams um uh, so this is this is gonna be a good football game on abc 11 a.m kickoff today I, I i'm very interested to see what happens here and, and and who wins this game and uh got some heavy hitters on the coaching staffs and, and this could be a heck of a football game and one of the best ones of the day and of the weekend. Moving away from this one and into our Big Ten game of the week, it is the Maryland Terrapins, which most people don't even know that they're the Terrapins, which is pretty bad. Uh, the Maryland Terrapins are going on the road to number four, Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State is the 19.5-point favorite at home in Columbus. Um, you know, news flash, people. Maryland's a very good football team. And 19 and a half, I think, is way too much in this football game. They're giving Ohio State too much uh, credit, I think, right now, this early in the season. Yeah, okay, they barely beat Notre Dame, who barely beat Duke last week. So, I don't know. It, it It's just one of those where it was like, well, Ohio State's a lock for the college football playoff. I don't think they're a lock for the college football playoff, and there's some people that think they could be the number one team in the country, and there's no chance that they could be the number one team in the country because they don't look like the number one team in the country, Um, nor does the number one team in the country. Georgia doesn't look like they're the best team in the country either. So I I just – it's a game for me where if Maryland can score the football, I think they can win this football game. Defensively, I just don't think they're going to be able to hold up against Ohio State defensively though uh, offensively though i think they could win the battle just score points that's all you got to do and that's no problem for maryland i mean they score points like no tomorrow so i uh, i definitely think this game could be really close i'm going to take maryland to cover the 19 and a half cuz i think ohio state probably could win this game by a touchdown or 10 points um so you know if maryland scores the football i think they can put up 28 I think Ohio State could probably put up 38, so I'm going to give them the 38-28 win over Maryland. But I definitely think Maryland is a really good football team. They're five and 0 right now, and uh, heck, I wouldn't be shocked if they're six and 0 after after today if they get this big win.
1: It would definitely be a big win. Uh, it would shake up the Big Ten East race. You know, with Penn State uh, being on the bye week, Ohio State is coming off of the bye week, uh, so. I think that you know coming off of the bye week is definitely more assuring if you're an Ohio State fan. It would definitely be a different story if you had to play Maryland after that physical game against Notre Dame because I think that if this game was played at the Notre Dame game, I probably would pick Maryland uh, to, to win this one out, uh, But recent history has told us that this Maryland team has played this Ohio State team close. And Ohio State does have better teams, you know, with CJ Stroud, uh, and you know, in the past couple of years. Uh, so. I think that this Ohio State offense, you know, they really haven't touched their ceiling. I think that, you know, the Notre Dame game, that was at a physical defensive battle. You know, we saw McCord with that game-winning touchdown drive. Uh, But outside of that, you know, the one game that we really point to is against Western Kentucky. They put up 66 points in that one. So we haven't really seen that type of level of offense. You know, Marvin Harrison Jr., I hate to say that he's having a down year. You know, it's not the year that we were hoping for. He's not really in the Heisman discussion race. Uh, But, I tell you what, Maryland, if you look at their schedule, none of their games have been close. So so this is really a team that hasn't really played a close game. Uh, They just blew the doors off of Indiana 44-17. to Uh, So I think that Talia Tungvalova, he has experience. I just think that the main issue for him is that he cannot force any turnovers because you cannot – give this Ohio State offense of the short field. you got to make them earn it. Uh, like you mentioned, I do think that Maryland's defense uh, will be tested against Ohio State's offense. I think that Ohio State is going to want to run the run the football more to take the pressure off of Kyle McCord. Uh, so I think I am also – I agree with you. I think that Maryland is a good enough football team to cover this 19-and-a-half. That is just way too much uh, for a conference game. I think that Maryland, you look at them at 5-and-0, Ohio State at 4-0, oh, I think that this is early on, you know, whoever wins this one is definitely going to be right there in the mix uh, with Penn State uh, and Michigan in the Big Ten East race. So I think that Ohio State ultimately wins this one, but I think that Maryland gives them a game and makes them sweat it out all the way to the fourth quarter. So give me the Buckeyes to win this one,
0: 35-23. Yeah, you know, you make a good point. You know, Tolia I mean, believe it or not, he's thrown it 169 times this season. He's 111 for 169 this season. He's thrown for over 1,400 yards and 13 touchdowns. So they sling the rock. So I wouldn't be surprised if they start slinging the rock early, and I wouldn't be surprised if they have the lead at half. Um, so I'm definitely interested in this game. This would be a fantastic football game to start the day today at 11 a.m. Getting away from the Big Ten and over to the Pac-12 and one member that's going to be in the Big Ten next year, and one that who, who knows where they're going to be. Uh, number 13, Washington State. They're going on the road to UCLA. UCLA is the three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. News flash, people, Washington State is a very good football team. As I stated earlier, I think Washington State can win this game outright on the road. Uh, I'll keep it short and sweet. I've already talked about this game for a couple minutes, so I, I think that Washington State gets the win here. I think that they... Show that they belong in the top 15 and potentially in the top 10 after a good quality
1: one on the road. Yeah, very important game here for Washington State. I feel like we've been saying that uh, for every game, but I feel like whenever we get into now the month of October, you know, we're one month out from finding whoever's in the inaugural uh, college football playoff for this uh, playoff rankings uh, for this season. And I think, you know, Washington State, you look at them, they are just slowly, slowly climbing up these rankings at number 13. Therefore, no, we all know at the end of the season they face off against Washington in the Apple Cup, but they do have some uh trap games in there, uh, in between. So, I think this is a big game for Washington State. You know, UCLA, I think that a lot of people have really buried this team just after that 14 to 7, their offense didn't really look too good, and their offense was supposed to be their strong suit, even with DTR leaving them, uh, their running back Zach Charbonnet. They have a freshman, Dante Moore. I think that Dante Dante Moore, he's had his ups and downs, uh, but that's just what a freshman quarterback is going to give you. I do think that there's one good thing about this game. There's going to be a lot of points. If you like offense, definitely watch this game. Cam Ward, I think that he's not getting the Heisman discussion that he needs to be talking about. I think that he's not right up there along with Michael Penix. It's pretty much Michael Penix uh, and everyone else right now. But I think that Cam Ward with a very good uh, game and a very good victory against UCLA could get into that, but not so fast. I'm going to go with an upset here. I think that UCLA at home in front of their home crowd, I think that this is going to be a high-scoring game. I'm going to go ahead and say that UCLA wins this one. It's going to be squeaking out a victory, one-point victory, 36-35 to 35 against Washington State. I, ve- I do like Washington State's team, uh, but I think that they're-, they're definitely more vulnerable going on the road to UCLA I think that UCLA is just in search of that big victory so I think that they get it here in week number six uh, and knock off number 13 Washington State to create some chaos in the Pac-12 in the final year of this amazing conference
0: yeah you know you you make a good point talking about Cameron Ward for a second you know first of all he's almost to 1400 yards this season he's got 13 touchdowns and hasn't thrown an interception yet this season his QBR puts him in the top 10 for quarterbacks in the country this season. So think about that. He sits at number eight in the country as far as quarterbacks. He is a junior, and he's likely probably to come back next year um, you know, to, to Washington State. So, you know, a lot of upside there that they've they've hit the nail on the head as far as quarterback goes. They have a leader on offense. Um, and the future looks bright for this team, whatever it is and wherever they go. Uh, so definitely a really good football team. UCLA, it's weird to see how well they'll battle back after what they lost, you know, in the previous year. So I, I, I'm i definitely interested to see how this game goes. Um, But, you know, it, it could go either way, like you mentioned. Getting away from this one to the SEC. Game of the week here, the number 11 Alabama Crimson Tide are headed to College Station as the two-point favorite over the Am Aggies. you know Texas A&m right now is kind of floating around there in, in the SEC not much going on uh, with them all is quiet for the most part Alabama lots going on lately a lot has been gone on uh, they are the two- point favorite. let me tell you what I I I'm interested to see how this plays out because Am has Alabama's number. In College Station and, and I think it's not far-fetched to say that I believe that A&M can win this game outright um and they could probably cover the two the other direction so um <clears throat> yeah I'll take A&M I, I honestly think A&M can win this football game if their defense steps up I think they can hold Alabama to 21 so I'll give A&M the 24-21 victory at home a tough place to play at Kyle Field. So I definitely think that uh, they have a lot of upside, especially this game being at home. Other way around, if they're playing in Tuscaloosa, then I probably end up taking Alabama, but them being at home is a huge advantage in this game.
1: Yeah, huge advantage playing in front of 110,000 people uh, in Kyle Field. You know, going back to last year's game, you know, Jalen Milro was in this game. You know, Bryce Young, this was uh, one of his uh, contests uh, that he was injured. Uh, so we saw Jalen Milro and Texas AM. Almost pulled off the upset, but Alabama won last year's contest at 24 to 20. Uh, this year's quarterback battle is Jalen Milrow and Max Johnson. Uh, with Connor Weigman being out for the season, uh, Max Johnson though has looked very good. Uh, I think that he this offense with Bob Petrino that was definitely the right call for Jimbo Fisher to go after an offense coordinator to change up of this offensive scheme. I think it's definitely been working. The defense uh, they had that their the slow start to the season, you know, the one loss to Miami. But I think, you know, Miami is going to be a very good team in the ACC. I think that it's Florida State's to run away with, but it would not surprise me if Miami is that number two team in the ACC. And we see Florida State versus Miami uh, in the ACC championship. So I don't think that's necessarily a bad loss. I think that their defense is slowly starting to improve. Uh, they're able to shut down Arkansas's offense and uh, their running game with Raheem Sanders. They're going to have to do the same because uh, Alabama has Jason McClellan. I think that Alabama is going to run the football. Jalen Melrose. Really didn't even throw the football against Mississippi State. He uh, ran for so many yardage against Mississippi State's defense. I do expect this is going to be a defensive battle. Texas A&M, I definitely think that they could definitely be one of those teams that could run away with this SEC West. I think the winner of this game will ultimately take that division this year the way that LSU's been falling. I think that Ole Miss already have that one loss against Alabama and Texas A&M left on the schedule. I am going to go with Alabama in this one. I do think I do think that Jalen Milroe has definitely hit his stride. I think that it's been some early struggles with him. You know, in the, in the Texas game, he had some struggles. Uh, but I definitely think that he's starting to figure it out. And this Alabama defense, I think, will create a timely turnover uh, to win this game very, very closely. This is not going to be a blowout. I think this is going to be a game that's going to come down to the wire. Uh, so – I think that Alabama wins this one 24-23, uh, to 23, an ultimate nail-biter in College Station.
0: Yeah, well, you can't get any closer than that in football. Uh, no half points given out there. Uh, but, you know, this is the most exciting game on the schedule. I think this is the most exciting game for today's games, uh, a night game tonight. So, uh, number 24, Fresno State. Now this team here has a bunch of dogs on their team. They are the five and a half point favorite on the road at Wyoming. It could snow, it could rain, it could be hailing. Who knows what could go on in Wyoming? I don't know if anybody knows what's going on in Wyoming, other than the folks that live in Wyoming. Uh, the mountain West is like my, one of my favorite conferences in the group of five outside of the Sun Belt. Although the Sun Belt has screwed us on the betting side of things the last couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, I, I think the Mountain West is so fun and exciting. Like this is a, this is this is the conference that Washington State belongs in, right here, and, and it's fun to watch. It's fun football to watch because you just never know what can happen. And Fresno State being 24, if they win this game on the road, they could be in the at 20. So who knows what could happen? It's very interesting to see uh, a Fresno State team that you know has a history of playing well in being that team to stay somewhere in the top 25, never get a bid for the college football playoff. Who knows next year with the 12 team playoff, we could see them. We could, I mean, it just, you never know what could happen. So the Cowboys in this one, you know, big win against Texas tech uh, means a lot. They're four and one right now in a really good football team. Think about this. They're four and one, but they're fourth in the conference. How are you four and one and fourth in a football conference? And Fresno State is five and zero. They lead the conference. It's just a weird conference, dude. And anything can happen. I mean, think about it: Boise State, UNLV, Utah State, uh, Nevada, Fresno State, Wyoming. I mean, you name it, they got it. San Jose State, New Mexico. I. It's crazy teams, um, and it's fun football. So I, I think this one here is battle of offense. For the most part defensively, I think Fresno State is the better football team at the end of the day. Who can score the most points? I think it's Fresno State. I think they can honestly win this game by more than five and a half. Um, I think they probably win this game by 14. So I think they can put up a lot of points. So I'm gonna go 38 to let's go 38 to 24. Um, it just seems like they can run away in the second half with this one. I, I just they're so much quicker on offense. In Wyoming, kind of runs that pro style offense. Just San Jose or Fresno State. I'm sorry, Fresno State just moves the football so fast, and they just they look really good.
1: Yeah, this is going to be a very exciting matchup. I feel like you know Fresno State is just pumping out these good quarterbacks. You know, Jake Hayner, he's gone to the NFL, and then Mikey King, sophomore quarterback, he's just been an absolute dog for Fresno State. So. I think, you know, Wyoming, uh, this has been a team that's been featured a lot on the show. Uh, you know, we picked them uh, in the Texas Tech and Wyoming game, and then we picked them again uh, whenever they faced another conference battle. They ended up winning that one against Nevada. Fresno of state, I think that one of their main key victories, it's against uh, Purdue. Uh, they were able to beat a Purdue team that came into the season with a lot of question marks. But if you really look at this matchup, this is also a key matchup in the Mountain West. You look at the standings, you know, Air Force, they're 3-0 in the conference standings. They're feeling like and you know things in the mountain west right now uh, so this could be potentially you know whoever wins this game could move on uh, and face air force in that mountain west uh, conference championship uh, since the mountain west no longer has divisions it's just the top two teams uh, so i do think that there is going to be some offense uh, but i do i do agree with you that president state has the edge uh, on defense so uh, you never know what you're going to get with a trip to wyoming uh, in laramie wyoming uh, it's definitely a hostile environment I think that Fresno State is a team that's going to be able to pass that environment. I think that Fresno State wins this one by a touchdown. Barely covers this one. Uh, if you're betting five and a half, you're probably sweating it out. But I think that Fresno State ends up covering for you. Uh, so I think that Fresno State wins this game 34-27. to 27, And the Bulldogs take advantage uh, of Wyoming on this road trip. But look out for Air Force. I told you at the beginning of this preseason, that Air Force was going to be the team to be the representative for the Mountain West and also be go on to a New Year's Six Bowl. Well, that is alive and well right now, boys. So we'll see if it happens, but I think that President of State wins this one.
0: Yeah, just Air Force looks like a team that they'll just run you over and they just don't care. Like, they really just don't care. Like, hey, by the way, we're a service academy, but we don't care. We'll just rip your heads off. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I just love watching. Like, that game when they played San San Jose State, like, I loved watching the game. How are you losing that game, and then you just come in the fourth quarter and absolutely dominate? Like, that is absolute dog mode. So, yeah, Um, you know, you mentioned the line and stuff. So, you know, we are at that point in the show where it's time to talk about those, and it's time to talk about the lines and the best bets for week six. Um, Some crazy games, some wild ones we've talked about. Uh, Tyler, what's your first bet for best bets of the weekend?
1: Yeah, my first of two bets that we do here on the show is going to be to the Big 12 uh, between UCF uh, and Kansas. UCF coming off uh, of a loss against Kansas State. Kansas coming off of a loss where they hang with Texas for three quarters and then Texas just ran away with it. Uh, Jalen Daniels, we'll see if he plays today or will it be uh, Mr. Bean. I think that UCF is the favorite in this one, their road favorite, which is definitely surprising to me. But I think that Kansas, coming back home to Lawrence in front of their home faithful, I just don't think that this is a team. You know, they're, they're dropped out of the top 25 rankings, but I think they get back on track here in offensive shootout. Uh, so give me Kansas to cover the plus two points against the Golden Knights of UCF.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go big hitter here. Um, I'm, I'm going to go number two, Michigan. The Wolverines go on the road to Minnesota face-off against the old Golden Gophers. Um, Michigan's the 20-point favorite on the road. That's a lot of points for a good defensive Minnesota team. Um, And Michigan's had trouble scoring the football this season. Like, 20 points, I don't know who's making that up. I think they're a little wild, but I could see, like, 13, but 20's a lot. So, I'm going to take Minnesota to cover at home. They're a tough team to play at home. And uh, it's just, it's a, it's a night game there. So it's going to be a big crowd. So for a team that's three and two, um, but they're still somehow in the conference talk, like, how I I don't know. The big 10 West is weird. Like it's gotta be the weirdest division in, in all of football. So big 10 West is wild. Um, Just a lot of teams that are kind of meh, kind of mediocre teams. So uh, three and two, they're not out of it yet, but, they could give Michigan a, a run for their money uh, in this game, so twenty points is a lot for me. Minnesota to cover.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna wrap my bets up. Go to the SEC. Go with a matchup that is always close for the line is double digits, uh, and that is Ole Miss and Arkansas. Arkansas is a two and three team. They're coming off three consecutive losses. Uh, they're in a very gauntlet of a schedule right now. Ole Miss coming off of that high physical game against LSU I think that this is much of a letdown spot I think that Ole Miss does win but the 13 line is absolutely insane this is a series that's been a 52 to 51 the past couple of years it's been the fourth and 25 play with the laterals and Arkansas winning in overtime so this has just been an absolutely insane series for Ole Miss to just absolutely curb something I don't think that's going to happen I think that this is going to be an offensive shootout We've seen both defenses. They can't stop a soul. So I'm going to go with Arkansas, the road team. They're doing a stripe out at the Vought, but I think that Arkansas, you know, spoils the party a little bit of covers that, that plus 13. But I think that the Rebels take care of business.
0: Yeah, let's stay in the SEC. I got a fun one for you. Tyler's going to hate me for this one, but I got a fun wow. one for you. LSU and Missouri. This game here, LSU is the five and a half point favorite on the road at Missouri. Missouri is an undefeated football team sitting at rank 21. It's a 21 versus 23 matchup. Uh, I, I would say the bet here, if you want the cash and you want cash on the barrelhead, I, I think the way to do it here is to take the Missouri Tigers outright to win this football game. Uh, I, I think... That five and a half is I think you're doing justice at five and a half. I think that's an okay line. I give you give your props Vegas for the most part. But Missouri at home is a different football team. I mean, they really are, and they can sling the rock, and it's incredible. Like they have the ultimate air raid offense. Like it is it's something to watch. Like I watched their game against K State in like the worst defeat we've ever had in our lives when it comes to betting. And they just looked crazy down the stretch to go down the field and score like they did. I mean, they put up points like, like hotcakes. It's, it's, it's pretty impressive to watch. I mean, a team that they haven't scored over 35 this year, but think about it. Their, their games that they've played have been really good football games. They've kept it close with pretty much everybody. Um, Whether that be a good team, a sucky team, they just grind out wins. And, and I like that about them. So I think that, Missouri at home, uh, they're just a different team. And I think LSU is going to have some problems uh, defensively if, if Missouri is going to throw the ball the way they have this season.
1: Yeah, I agree.
0: So so I got an LSU guy to agree with me on a bet. No, I, I mean, this i team if, if you on want, a weekend. If you're a subscriber oh. of
1: our YouTube page, I mean, I pick Missouri across the board in SEC talk and Bayou Mango Bites, Sports Gramble, you name it. I'm with Missouri too. I think that now, you know, Tyler,
0: you do realize you do realize there is no NCAA draft here. You know, like, you're not tanking for first place here next year. Like, no, like,
1: I, I know, <laughs> I know. I just think that Missouri at home, eleven o'clock. You just still know how that LSU team is going to be feeling. Like, what do they have to play for at this rate? Uh, so, I think that Missouri at home, they're they're sitting pretty at undefeated with with a lot of key games to play for them. You still got to play Georgia. You still got to play. South, you're pretty Missouri still has a, a gauntlet. Coming up, so if I think that they can win in this one, uh, they'll be a top fifteen team uh, moving into week seven. Uh, but if they'll shoot loses this one, there's going to be a lot of question marks down there in BR. I
0: mean, cr- uh, it's just crazy to think that the games that are coming up for a Missouri team yeah. next week against Kentucky, and then back home against South Carolina, who likes to grind out some wins here and there on the road, headed to Athens for Georgia, back home against Tennessee, who's ranked again, and, and you got Florida, who's pesky and on the road at, at Arkansas who's no slouch as well. So a lot of big games for Missouri like I think they're probably a three or four loss team at the end of the season yeah. but to be 8 and 4 or 9 and 3 at the end of the season in an SEC East that is kind of jam packed with a bunch of teams that are now in the top 25 surprisingly yeah. I think that surprised a lot of us but is is pretty impressive. I mean that that if they come out of that with three losses I, props to them. Because yeah. Georgia's tough on the road. I mean, Arkansas is going to be tough on the road. And, you know, Kentucky's going to be really hard on the road, too. So mm-hmm. I, I, it's just one of those situations where at home, they're a completely different football team and it's a completely different animal. Um, and they look really good. I mean, I'm going to be monitoring them the rest of the season. And it's kind of the first year where I really feel like Missouri's kind of back to how they were mm-hmm. in the 2010s and, and kind of in that era. So I really think that they're poised to make a decent run in, in the East. If Georgia slips up a game or two, they could be eyeing uh, something that they haven't seen Boston, in a really long Vegas, time. Kentucky, who knows? Right. So you never know what could happen. Of course, you never know what's coming on this show, of course. And, and next week is week seven. Uh, we'll re we'll, you know, get into our risers and followers for next week and, and get into all that fun stuff as we'll see some teams here fall, go up and down because there's some ranked matchups this weekend and, Some teams have an opportunity to show that they belong in the top 25, and some show that they have no reason to be in the top 25. So we will see what happens uh, next week. But, of course, next week we'll kind of do a preview of of our first kind of updated preview of our college football playoff for our top four teams that we're thinking about because we don't want to do one this week. Kind of too many games going on right now uh, this weekend for today. I just think there's too much going on. Uh, and a lot can happen and you know, three of our 14 pro- possibly couldn't be in the college football playoff. So it just seems like a waste for us to do it now. So next week, we'll give you guys an updated college football playoff um, and, and let you know kind of what's going on from there. So other than that, we will see you guys again next week for week seven as we make the turning point and we come halfway across that track and we exit turn two and headed into turn three. Uh, As we get to the three-quarter mark of the season, we will see you guys next Friday. I'm sorry. Next Saturday, Friday, next Saturday, uh, of course, for our preview of week seven.